Badger fans, and welcome to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. As always, Tyler Hunt and Matt Bells here covering everything Wisconsin athletics. On today's show, we're going to touch on a ton of Wisconsin football recruiting. The uh, recruiting dead period will be up here June 1st, so a lot of big things happening in the month of June. So we'll kind of preview some of the guys that will be uh, taking their official visits to UW in the month of June, kind of just give you guys a roundup and recap of where everything is. For this class of 2022, I know right now, for a lot of classes across the country, it's been a little bit slower with this dead period. Wisconsin's got the same thing somewhat going on with only one commit so far, um, but that's not really out of the normal. But things should really start ramping up here once the month of June gets around. So we'll talk about everything um, related to recruiting, talk about some other guys, where the Badgers maybe need to pick it up, where you feel good about uh, things like that. So it'd be nice to get some in-depth recruiting. I know it's been a little while since we've talked about that, but we know our listeners really enjoy that. So it should be a, a fun episode to get into something a little different. Matt, how are you today? I'm doing great. Yeah, no, the weather's getting nicer, which means it's getting closer to official visit season. The Badgers really just are hitting hard on the month of June. So it should be a nice episode to kind of talk about everything upcoming and to dive into some other things. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, it's it's going to be a fun episode to to talk about. Recruiting is a huge part of of what the Badgers do, and, and a huge part of college athletics in general. And it's been a, it's been a while. So kind of going back and looking at the latest of some of these guys. There's there's so many big names that Wisconsin's still in the running for. Um, so it should be fun to to kind of get into that and and touch on something different. We haven't talked about recruiting in a while, so it should be fun. Uh, just a brief, quick thing for you guys. If I sound a little echoey, I do apologize. I'm in a different room recording, so it might sound a little off. Um, but uh, I wanted to give you a heads up because I can hear my echo a little bit that way. But hopefully it won't be too big of a deal. Before we get to the recruiting stuff, any news you want to hit on? I know it's kind of been a slow weekend and week, uh, but I'm sure there's something out there that uh, we could touch on. For sure, yeah. Since since we last recorded, a couple things popped up mostly from high school, which which should transition nicely into a lot of the players we're going to be talking about today, is um, some Wisconsin commits, some targets from inside the state, earned all-state honors. Uh, you know, the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association went ahead and annually comes out with their list of players who who had to have competed in order to, to be con- considered. But, but you're looking at Hunter Wohler, just last week he won Gatorade Player of the Year or a Player of the Year award for the state, and then he also took home Defensive Player of the Year for the large school section, which is just really incredible because this is back-to-back years for him. With that, Braylon Allen, who we've talked about at Nazum here, who's beast, he had a huge year. Ended up at both the offense and defensive All-State teams. Ao at a bogan um, guy who's joining in the summer. He he was in the large school defensive end. JP Benchwall on the offensive line was in there. Um, Jackson Acker uh, of Verona or, or Acker, I can't remember exactly how to pronounce it from that, but he is he managed to make it on the offensive team and he's been lighting it up on 
the track circuit. And for how big he is, he just ran a 10.8, um, which is pretty good in the 100 meter. And then Miles Burkett, also in terms of quarterback, a couple walk-ons like Owen Arnett and Grover Bordelotti. And, and then to get into kind of transition into some of the targets and some of the guys we're going to be talking about when we get into the recruiting section, um, Isaac Cam was was uh, All-State kid, Joe Brunner, um, Carson Hinsman, Billy Frost. I, I don't know if the Badgers are really going to be in a great spot for him. But Andrew Keller, who I think his recruitment is going to be really fun here, and it's going to heat up pretty quick because of some stuff that happened today, and then uh, a couple other guys. So there's a, there's a lot of moving pieces inside the state that I think will affect how this Wisconsin 2022 class um, kind of comes together, and a lot of those guys had had a big announcement today as they made the, the All-State team. Yeah, it's always nice to see those guys get recognized for, you know, the work they put in, especially this year with, with high school football being what it was, kind of up in the air. Some teams playing in the fall, some teams playing in the spring. It had to be hard on athletes. I know there's kids out there that are, you know, multi-sport athletes going through all sorts of stuff, trying to play, you know, multiple sports. Um, and football is such a grind in itself. So it's nice to see those guys get rewarded for, for some of them before they go on to UW. I know we, we've, Everyone's excited about the Hunter Waller and Braylon Allen hype train, and, and rightfully so. Those two players are tremendously talented, but it's really nice to see them get recognized and just show that, uh, yeah, these guys are, are pretty good. And when they get on campus, um, I doubt it's going to take them long to start to flourish in, in the roles that they're in. Oh, for sure. And, and I think fans should be really excited about all these guys who, who are coming in, especially this summer. All right, now kind of let's work into the recruiting stuff. We mentioned June 1st. There is a a big, really it's a big month for Wisconsin football overall. I mean, there's one day in particular that they're going to have a lot of prospects on campus. But before we get into the you know, ins and outs of each player and, and stuff like that, the recruiting dead period you know, being lifted I think is, is a huge thing to, to come. Obviously, these guys can get on campus and, um, you know, get to know the places that they're, you know, being looked at. And, you know, some of these guys have only talked to co- coaches via Zoom, you know, communicated online, but haven't really had a chance to step onto, cam- onto campus. So how, just how big is that and how important is that and how much of an impact will it have going forward in this 2022 class now that they, this thing is lifted and kind of caused delays? Like I said in the beginning, I know some classes are a little behind where you generally are, but it, it's for a good reason. These players don't want to make these decisions you know, without seeing what they're getting into and, and where they're at uh, in terms of campuses and schools and, and everything like that? I think it's going to have a tremendous effect. Wisconsin usually does really well in those June official visit windows, and this year I'm guessing it'll be very similar. Uh, you look at how they've, they've tried to push as many of those visits early in June, trying to get that wow factor where it's, hey, this is the first campus they're on um, since it opened up. Maybe you get some some quick commitments. Uh, you've got a lot of guys who, who have kind of, like you mentioned, pushed off their recruitment a little bit with the understanding that, hey, we're going to wait until it's safe. We're going to wait until we get on campus. A, a lot of players by this point, especially the in-state guys, um, would have normally had a decision made because they would have had the opportunity to go to campus in, say, March. Um, they would have had the opportunity in the fall to go visit the schools and be at games where a lot of times the Badgers have kind of sprung some nice commitments early in the cycle. 
but everything's been pushed back. Um, it, it's great that they have Miles Burkett, who is going to be kind of an ambassador for them right now. But, but really, you're right. A lot of players have kind of taken a wait-and-see approach, kind of slowed the process down. But I think given how much things kind of grinded to a halt there, I think things are going to rifle quick here, really quickly as we get into the month of June. I would imagine there's going to be a lot of players off the board, both for Wisconsin and other schools, um, rather quickly in the process once official visits get started because th- there hasn't been the opportunity to go see as many campuses, and it it's really can be ben- beneficial to be that first team or the last team to kind of have um, in, in the memory bank for these kids. And so I think Wisconsin's doing the best they can using their summer months to, to have a, a leg up in this competition, but, but I, I think the month of June is going to be wild for Wisconsin recruiting. Yeah, it, it was slowed down, no doubt about that. But I think, like you said, it'll start to really ramp back up here in the in the near future with these guys getting on campus. You know, you, you totally understand why why some of these guys delayed it. You know, you're making decisions that will affect your life for the next four to, to five years. Um, you, you don't want to make the wrong decision, of course. You know, there's the transfer portal is a lot more flexible than it, what it used to be. But at the same time, you know, you, you want to just make sure that you have all the info and all the opportunities to, to find a school that fits for you. Because the guys that we'll talk about on here, of course, you want them to be at Wisconsin, but you want them to be happy with their decision as well. So it's a, it's a big decision. A lot goes into it. So um, I'm excited to see how this, how this month will ramp up and the action that will happen because it, is, it has been slow. Um, no doubt about that. It's part of the reason why we haven't talked about recruiting as much. There just hasn't been a lot going on. But now um, the, the wheels should really start turning and things will start picking up um, as we get into June. And, and speaking of June, June 1st, the first visit as we get into kind of the names here it will be um, the in, from the transfer portal in Ches Malusi. Um, he'll be on campus June 1st, as we mentioned. We've talked about him a lot now. Anything quickly that, that you think the Badgers will be looking to do to hopefully close that door and, and land him before we get into the actual recruits? I would think that they'd be just selling playing time in a lot of ways. Any player who's transferring, especially from a program like Clemson where he has been a part of um, some really talented teams, he's he's been in some big moments, has played a lot of football for them, uh, to, to come to a different school, check it out. They're going to talk about relationship and the opportunity to probably play right away, whether that be as uh, a reserve running back or, or kind of in a hybrid role to, to get him on the field. So I think playing time and, and just easing his concerns with the academics and a lot of different things is what this is going to be. I would anticipate that it's more about checking boxes at this point for him. It seems like he's known for a while that he's wanted to go to Wisconsin potentially, and the fact that he's coming the very day that you could start visits mm-hmm. should kind of speaks volume because he's a kid who's going to want to get in there as quick as possible for summer conditioning so that he can be prepared for the fall with the team and, and get in some interactions, some reps with, with the players so he knows as much of the playbook as possible. Yeah, I like that you mentioned that he, you know the him being there on June first kind of hints that if if I go up there and, and the boxes are checked for me, that hopefully this is a done deal. You know, he's getting there as soon as he can, and uh, hopefully Wisconsin can kind of close that door, make sure everything everybody feels good and comfortable, and, and can roll with that. I think you got to feel pretty good about where Wisconsin is. I know we've talked about that the last couple episodes in terms of their standing uh, with Ches Malusi, and would be a nice big get um, for Wisconsin to start uh, the, the month of June, really, if they could get that wrapped up pretty quickly. 
Um, that sets you up really nicely as you start to focus on some of the high school recruits. And shortly after that, the, the big day really is June 4th for Wisconsin football. On that day, five different four-star players will be taking their official visits, three of them, of course, from the in-state talent pool. We've talked about some. And Isaac Ham, Joe Bruner, and Carson Hinsman, three of those guys, of course, um, Bruner and Hinsman being the top two players in the state of Wisconsin. Um, along with them, joining them will be Curtis Neal, uh, four-star defensive tackle out of Cornelius, North Carolina, and Nicholas Singleton out of Reading, PA, um, a running back. Uh, it's going to be hard to probably pick him off from uh, Penn State, um, of course, being right kind of in their area that way. Uh, just how big of a day is this for Wisconsin football going forward in this 2022 class um, to, to try and land, you know, at least some of these names, you feel good about some, you probably feel better about certain ones than others, which we'll get into, but just how big and important day will June 4th be for Wisconsin football? It's going to be massive. You you look at the list and there's a lot of really talented players on there. You've, you've got a bunch of highly ranked three stars as well that are they're making the trip that they're extremely high on. A lot of defensive backs, a couple like two of their top defensive back targets, two of their top defensive tackle targets. Um, so, so you're looking at this. You, you've got Ham on campus as probably the most likely to, to potentially join the team and, and make an early commitment just because he doesn't have a lot of other official visits already in the works. But, but man, I think having the opportunity to, to wow on that first visit is, is important for the Badgers. I'm not saying that there's going to be a bunch of these guys that are going to shut down their recruitments at that very moment. I think the, the two cornerbacks are potentially. Um, Ham, I mentioned, is potentially that way. But, but really, this is laying the foundation because you want to look at these guys, Joe, Joe Bruner, um, Carson Hinsman. They're going to be taking a couple other visits after the Badgers, most likely, at least tentatively. They're scheduled right now that you, you want to make sure you're making a really good impression so that when it comes to going and seeing some of the other schools that are at the top of their list, that you still win out. So I think the Badgers are in a really good spot. But, but man, when you look at this list, I think you, you feel good about where you're at with Curtis Neal. They have a really good relationship with um, his high school. The Badgers, you know, Gio Paez came from there. They Devin Chandler came from there. They've got um, some different inroads. Nolan Gruel was originally going to go to Wisconsin, but then opted to stay home and, and go to Wake Forest. Um, and, and they've got a couple cornerbacks that uh, they've, they've got a good relationship with. So I think the Badgers are in a good spot, but it's this weekend I think is this is the one that if you're going to look at, that this is the one that they can make waves with. Um, I think Singleton's a long shot, but everybody else I think the Badgers have a very realistic possibility of Maybe not closing immediately, but over the course of the summer before the the um, fall season starts up, that they have a chance to to win out in these recruitments because most of these guys are looking to make summer decisions. Yeah, it, it certainly seems like it could be a, a make or break. I wouldn't want to say break. I mean, it's it's a search for you can put yourself you know in a really good spot moving forward with a lot of these guys if you wow and impress. I mean, the, the, there's certain situations that you feel really good about. I think. Isaac Ham, you know, being a kid out of Sun Prairie and still taking an official visit to Wisconsin as, you know, that kind of being in his backyard is is kind of telling that hopefully um, Wisconsin can kind of close the door on that and get a commitment from him. Uh, I think that is uh, a certain, a very plausible and possible situation. You know, Joe Bruner and Carson Hinsman are going to be guys, like you mentioned, that are going to be taking visits uh, to, to Notre Dame after that. It seems like every player 
in this group um, of in-state talent is also is they're competing in with, um, with with Notre Dame and a lot of those ones. Um, so that's the situation there that you want to, you know, with having that first step, you really want to put the clamps down and try and impress as much as you can um, because, you know, these guys are still going to be going seeing going and seeing some football factories like Notre Dame, Penn State, and Ohio State. are They're really in competition with a lot of these guys um, in all three of those schools. So um, to, to try and get a leg up and, and really play your best cards early on is going to be important for some of those guys. I like that you mentioned Curtis Neal. Of course, it's it's a place and a situation that they feel really good about, almost kind of like a pipeline coming from um, their high school there, like you mentioned with Gio Piaz. And, and then Nicholas, Nicholas Singleton, going to be a tough one again to land, but who knows? You might be able to, to get him in there, kind of just kind of wow him with the tradition and history of Wisconsin football, and, and who knows? Uh, it could be a situation where maybe they gain some ground and, and pick off a player that is right in Penn State's backyard. So really all the storylines are fascinating, but I'm interested to see um, where these four kind of shake out and, and how um, this situation kind of plays out with, with a lot of these guys. Of, of this group, is there a certain guy that you feel Wisconsin's really good? I mean, talk about Isaac Ham a little bit. You feel pretty good about him. Where do you think maybe the Badgers need to make up some ground and, and try and, and really impress to, to put themselves in a better position with one of these guys? I think that both cornerbacks are going to be important. Caleb Coley um, has a couple other official visits set. Um, Corey Lyde, I think they're in a really good spot with, and I think that they'll, that's one that they could win out. They're going up against Boston College for him. But I think Austin Brown, he's, he's a safety linebacker type commit. He, he's kind of growing into his body. We'll see where he actually projects. But I think he, he's got the versatility that you want in Jim Leonard's defense, would fit really nicely into what they want to do. Um, highly rated kid, but right now he, he's getting down to, we've got like Michigan, Wisconsin, Northwestern, um, Illinois. So he, he's got some, some local flavor, but then he's also got Wisconsin and Michigan um, vying, vying for his services. Illinois kid kind of in the, in the middle or the southern part of the state. So I think this is the t- one that the Badgers can win. They're just going to really need to, to have roll out the red carpet for them. But I, but I think that the guy that I think they, they can close on is Neil. Um, I know they're going up against Ohio State right now. Those are his two official visits that he's supposedly going on. But if you, but if you look at it, I think Wisconsin in, in, in that recruitment is in a really good place because he is their top of the board defensive tackle guy. They need one in this class for sure after not really taking one last year. They've been bringing in some defensive ends. Um, I think they feel good with Piaz as another guy who could ease the transition if Bryson Williams were to leave um, and not take advantage of an extra year, or if Keanu Benton explodes and leaves early to the draft. You need to have another nose tackle in there, and he fits the mold in a lot of ways. And he's in that fringe, like high three-star, low four-star range that a lot of times Ohio State will, will be in the mix for and then all of a sudden cool on, that I think Wisconsin could win that battle out if they have a really good official visit. Um, so I think right now that's the that's the one that if I had to circle one, it's the Neil recruitment because I think if they they really make a splash, they can win that recruitment out over Ohio State. Yeah, it's it's one of those where you, you see the difference between Ohio State and Wisconsin there where a you know a, a high three-star, low four-star kid is, a, is the top of the board type guy from Wisconsin, but at Ohio State, a place that recruits just at another level, Maybe it's not as big of a, a priority for them 
Um, so it might be a situation where Wisconsin can, can come in there and really impress and, and hopefully win that out. So I think that's a, a great possible um, landing spot for, for Curtis Neal. And I, I think hopefully Wisconsin can kind of lay things out and say, you know, here's here's our best play. We want you. You're a top-of-the-board guy for us, and, and hopefully can make some inroads there. So a lot of interesting stuff happening uh, for the Badgers on June 4th. Also, they've got Felix Hickson, another nose tackle, mm-hmm. in that weekend. And then a few weekends later, they've got another one coming in as well. So you can tell that they really are, are vying for a nose tackle in this in this group. And I think that if they're looking at that Neil's their guy, Having a bunch of other guys coming in, it's it's almost a game of chicken at a certain point where it's like, hey, we're feeling really good about this guy, but we want you. What's going on here? So I think Wisconsin's in a in a good situation there, but it, but they're still going up against Ohio State, which is never an easy task. No, it's always a difficult one to pull um, from a place that is is recruited so well for the last. I mean, for for teams like forever, Ohio State's been clicking on all cylinders in the recruiting regard that way. So. All right, guys, we'll go ahead and get our ad reads out of the way, and then we'll continue on um, with some later dates. We'll talk about some other guys, um, talk about some of this in-state talent a little bit further. Um, but we'll work on our ad reads right now, so stick with us. All right, the next kind of big day was, of course, scheduled for June 17th. Um, appeared to be a, a situation for Wisconsin with a tight end, Micah Riley-Ducker, um, was scheduled to visit. Um, Canceled and actually scheduled Illinois for that weekend, so that likely puts Wisconsin out of the the fold there, um, which just recently happened, you know, kind of early this morning, this afternoon when we were recording it. So it kind of changes some whole dynamics, not only of of the class, but each position that Wisconsin's kind of going after. What did you make of that? How will that kind of shift things in the the recruiting room? And and just how big of a blow is it um, from a player that Wisconsin was pretty high on? Yeah, I mean, Wisconsin was listed as one of the leaders for so long. You you saw all the pictures with him and Chucky Hepburn and him wearing Wisconsin garb. So I don't know what the details are there. I'm not going to try to pontificate of what it could have been. But if you look at it just on face value, that's a pretty big blow because he was a guy that they were they were wanting for a long time and they invested a lot of recruiting resources into. And, and that, like you mentioned, that shifts everything for that Thursday kind of almost the same time that he um, bowed out of taking that official visit and, and changed it to take to going to Illinois, um, it, you saw Barrett Nelson, another in-state offensive lineman, make the decision to come on campus that weekend. And, and I think he's a kid that um, I think the Badgers could close on that weekend. Um, you know, legacy, dad played for the Badgers, brother is going to be a starting lineman for the Badgers, former five-star kid. So, the, the lineage is there. I'm guessing growing up in Stoughton, just, you know, 15 miles away from Madison, he's he's been wanting that for a while. So I would anticipate that as, as long as the visit goes well, he's a kid that probably ends up a Badger um, quicker rather than later. And, and then the other two, Quintel Jones will be on campus, another nose tackle, so another one that they might try to leverage. He's going to be a tougher pull just because he's from Georgia, has a lot of offers from that region. Um, Georgia Tech, Tennessee, a little bit closer to home, but but you might you never know. A visit can always shift things. And then Tommy McIntosh Ma- uh, is another kid I think is to be fascinating. He's a six foot five wide receiver. They're they're looking at him at wide receiver, but he he's one of those kids that could easily transition to being a tight end as well. 
Um, so, so maybe that's the answer. Maybe they go with him instead of um, Riley. Or, or there's an offer out to Andrew Keller, maybe um, kid from Wanakee, who's who's just his recruitment has absolutely exploded. He's got offers from Iowa, Iowa State, Michigan State, Minnesota, Virginia Tech, West Virginia recently. So I, I think he's a kid that the Badgers, if they're wanting to take a tight end in this class, we've talked about how good their depth is there. I, I would anticipate that Keller gets an offer pretty soon, and he's he's another kid like. I had mentioned with Nelson that would probably jump on it rather quickly. I think he's made, um, you know, he hasn't hid the fact that he's wanted a Badger offer for a while. And um, I, I think having Miles Burkett on campus that weekend to talk with a wide receiver is probably a good option as well. Yeah, I, I think that plays out really well on that um, that Thursday, the 17th, with um, with him being on there kind of being a, a spokesperson um, you know, as the one commit in that class to, to kind of hopefully steer um, some of these other guys in that same direction. Like you said, do you feel good about Barrett Nelson with where he's at, just given the family? You know, Wisconsin, they have a very strong track record of, of landing the little brother of, of guys. We've seen it so many times just these last few years alone. So you got to feel good about your situation there if he gets on campus that way. You know, Tommy McIntosh, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the, the possible tight end point there because at 6'5", you know, 200, you know, he's put on a little bit of weight since then. Um, with that situation with Mike O'Reilly, all of a sudden maybe you could see um, a, a situation where that shifts not only the, the class but that tight end room and, and where you're looking at possibly placing a guy like that if you were to commit. You know, I know um, for him not as – highly ranked, like some of these guys, you know, not any sort of, you know, national rankings that way in terms of like 247 and stuff like that, but a big body um, that can certainly develop into a really strong frame, um, could maybe be a wide receiver, but could also tight end or transition into that tight end room. So I think the 17th, while the fourth is probably the big day that you'll circle and say, okay, where did Wisconsin really um, gain some ground? It's certainly there just because the sheer number of guys and, and talent um, in the room, but the 17th will be just as important day to land some of these guys or at least try and impress a guy like Quintel Jones. Who knows? Like you mentioned, he's got a lot of offers in that Georgia area. Going to be hard to pull him up to Wisconsin, but you know these these visits, being on campus and seeing things are, are so important. So I think um, you know while the, the 4th is probably circled for a lot of people, even fans in general, the 17th will be a date that is, is really important as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I, I think – I think there's going to be more that are getting added. It seems like every couple of days there's another little tidbit of another guy coming on a visit. I would I would guess that the 17th gets a little bit bigger, um, or that weekend really, because it's Thursday, but it really flows into the weekend. So I would anticipate that that weekend gets a, a little bit more active here moving forward, especially because you have a commit on campus. If any of those young, um, other guys in the previous weekend – commit, especially the in-state guys, you could potentially see them coming and visiting back again. I know that that's a, a frequently occurred thing in, in in previous classes. So I think Wisconsin's in a really good spot, but it's now it's going to be a matter of how do they continue to move forward? Because we're seeing more wide receiver offers still going out, but we haven't seen a lot of other wide receivers coming on visits other than McIntosh, and, and we're going to talk about Vinny Anthony later. But then they're also going ahead and trying to get some other guys on campus. So can they can they add to this group? Because I know they want to get those June official visits as much as possible. Do they offer a kid like Keller? There's going to be a lot of fascinating aspects to this summer and really in June because 
you look at Keller, he's a kid, he's, he's taking an official visit to Iowa State on the 11th. He's taking an official visit to, to Iowa on the 25th. He's talked about camping with the Badgers, in, in which case if, if Wisconsin just holds out and wants to see him in person, maybe that's when it offers, maybe a quick commit. But, but Or does he start feeling like he was kind of put on the back burner? So I think, I think the tight end spot is going to be fascinating to watch for the rest of this class because there is so many moving pieces. Yeah, it, and it really all kind of got, you know, it's not like it's something that it's been prepared for. It really kind of all got set in motion today. And with uh, those visits coming up in, in really a month's time, um, things can certainly change, um, you know, rapidly there as well. So it'll be interesting to see where Wisconsin keeps making inroads. Um, the, the following weekend, that, that June 24th, you've got James Mon, the third schedule. It might be more added, like you said. There's, there's situations there. Um, Vinny Anthony, the 25th. Uh, what do you make of those guys? Again, we, you just talked about the wide receiver room. Vinny Anthony's a player that uh, Wisconsin's certainly interested in in that regard. James Mon III um, right now being recruited by some other Big Ten schools in Nebraska and Michigan State, but a situation where maybe, again, that uh, Florida cornerback pipeline that Wisconsin does so well with going to be in contention for there as well with a, a high-caliber player like that. So what do you make of the possible visits in those two situations? Yeah, I think I think Mons is a kid that they're probably not going to say no to no matter what because I think he's a he's he's got a really good offer list. You you look at some of the other schools he's going to be visiting. You look at some of the other um, offers that he has. He he's a guy that they've been after for quite a long time. Um, he's an athletic kid. He, he kind of reminds you a little bit of Rashad Wild Goose and what he can bring. Um, and a little bit smaller though at five ten. But but then Vin, Vinny Anthony I think is going to be interesting because. Uh, you look at his offer list right now, and it, it's it's not anything robust. It's it's Duke and Wisconsin kind of as the top two, and, and that hasn't really shifted much lately. And you would think most of the time that an offer list is going to get get bigger. It's not like he doesn't play at a school that doesn't have foot traffic. Louisville Mail has has athletes that come out of there just about every year, and it's coming out of Louisville, Kentucky. So I think that's going to be interesting. Is he's a kid. At the end of June, I'm fascinated to see kind of how, if they're able to get any other wide receivers before him, if that's still the case, um, if things maybe shift a bit. We've seen that in the past. So I think he's a kid that they're, they're excited about. They want to see him on campus. But I also still think that maybe there's an opportunity for one of the other or a couple other wide receivers who might be higher on their board to come in before him and, and maybe steal a spot. So I think that's something when I look at his film, look at his recruitment, that I'd be watching just because Wisconsin, they're continuing to throw out new offers at wide receiver, um, and, and they have a bunch of wide receivers that they've been after for a while. And so I think that's something to, to keep in mind and to, to keep an eye on an eye out for. Yeah, there's, there's, and that's why I like doing this episode and, and kind of talking about some of these guys because there's so much that goes into recruiting, whether it be just, you know, you know, other guys at the position who, you know, who feels like they're a priority, who hasn't. There's so much that goes into it, which makes recruiting so fascinating. It's not like the NFL where you can, um, you know, you can you throw out a contract offer um, and, and and try and wow a guy that way. It's it's so many different things in play. Um, with some of these recruiting things, and sometimes uh, one player can not work out, and it works out in, in another player's favor, and all of a sudden you either um, got the guy you didn't or maybe a guy you weren't as high on. So all these situations 
um, and, and where they're gonna where they're gonna play out in really probably a shorter amount of time is, is going to be a lot of fun to watch. So that's really all the scheduled visits right now that we kind of went through. Um, I'm sure there'll be more in the future. Uh, of the guys that aren't necessarily scheduled to visit, but you you hope that Wisconsin can maybe get them on and, and see any certain names that stand out where the Badgers will try and continue to push and, and possibly land them not only for a visit, but uh, to really get them back into um, the, the play of, of each player in terms of recruiting? Yeah, I mean, one of their newest offers, Jaron Kanak, kid out of Kansas, whose recruitment is just blowing up by the day. Um, I know that Clemson is supposedly the favorite. Um, he, he's a kid who's who's from a small area, but he's just putting up ridiculous track times, can play all over the field. And, and so I don't know if the batters can build a quick relationship, maybe get him on campus just to to have a shot. I think he's a guy to, to watch for. Another guy that they just offered, Aiden Goldsby, wide receiver, who's got a really good offer list. Coming from um, the same school as Jake Cheney, where his dad, where uh, Jake Cheney's dad is a coach, and maybe he's a kid who who they can get on campus, six to 185 pounds. So I think those are two guys that I, I think would be fascinating to kind of see if they're able to kind of shake up their recruitments with later offers. Um, and then um, you look at kind of everything else. I'm I'm interested to see if do they even take a running back with this group. Because you look at how many running backs they have coming in next year, you've got multiple freshmen who are kind of positionless that we don't know where they're going to end up. So maybe it's Singleton or Bust at this point. Um, and the other guy, is Sebastian Cheeks, can they get him on campus? He's he's and KJ Miles, two guys. I'm sure they're trying to get on campus for for uh, official visits, but they're, the Badgers are, are still in the thick of things, but we haven't seen them set it up yet. So I think those are two guys that, of the players that you haven't seen, maybe they can get them on visits. Christian Driver seems like more of a pipe dream now. Seems like Penn State's the the, the favorite, but maybe the Badgers could take a swing and get him on campus too. That's the son of Donald Driver. So there's there's still a lot to, to try to parse through and figure out for the Badgers, but I, I think really – when it comes to June 1st, we'll know a lot more about how this class is going to shake out. Yeah, exactly. I think, like we've mentioned time and time again, once June you know, starts going uh, and, and certain guys start committing, that can also kind of um, move the timeline up for certain people where you, you want to get your spot and, um, and other guys might see, oh, this guy committed um, at this position. Maybe that does that makes me maybe further down the board. So it's all going to be fascinating here. Um, once June rolls around and you'll get a, a, at least a little bit of a picture in early in the month, and I would guess by the end of June you'll you'll have a lot more um, going on in terms of commits and, and guys in there. Uh, I like you brought up Sebastian Cheeks. He's a guy that I wanted to make sure we touched on um, because I know he's not a guy with an official visit yet, but I think would be a great um, guy to get on campus, of course, out of Evanston, Illinois. Um, some good offers there uh, with, with North Carolina, Texas, Michigan, Notre Dame. You're going to be going against – um, some, some big, strong schools there as well, but a guy that you know, Wisconsin does well recruiting um, in Illinois, if they could land a guy like him, um, would, would certainly be a, a positive sign or at least put themselves uh, a little bit further in the running with, with so many strong names. Uh, if you could get them on campus, they can see Madison in the summer uh, is always a good recruiting pitch. But there's a lot of big names still out there that uh, 
that aren't scheduled to visit, but hopefully Wisconsin can, can get the get the inroads laid to uh, make sure that they hopefully get to campus and, and give them at least a shot to, to land a commitment. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's there's a lot that's going to be going on the next, really, the next two weeks before June starts up, but then things are going to go real fast when it gets to June and, and players are on campus. One other thing I wanted to talk about was, of course, we, we've talked about guys from all over the country, but this group of 2022 with in terms of in-state talent um, with Wisconsin was pretty deep. Of course, everyone you know last year was calling it the Super Six. That's really kind of down to five now with Braylon Allen reclassifying. You know, He was originally part of this class. And then you've got Jerry Cross, who's committed to Penn State. Um, and I would, I would think right now the Badgers feel and at least appear pretty behind on Billy Stroud. So the other three, Bruner, Hinsman, and, and Ham, if they commit along with landing Braylon Allen, how do you feel um, about this in-state talent and, and, and how Wisconsin possibly would have done? Like, is it is it a win if you land four of the six? Is it maybe a little disappointing if you only land three of the six? Or, or where do you think um, would you consider a win with some of this in-state talent? Really good question. Um, looking Looking at it, you're, you're going to still have a bunch more uh, lower-tier guys who, who weren't, you know, the, the – Big four stars right away that are going to be joining as well, but but you, I think I think you really got to hope for four at this point. I don't think Billy Croft is going to be a guy that they win. He was on the podcast talked about it, and and missing out on Jerry Cross that that hurt um, for right away, and he went to Penn State. But I think I think Ham is still a very realistic possibility. I think Bruner Hinsman still very realistic possibilities, but I think they've got to get them uh, at this point. Um, I, there's not a, for sure that it has to happen just because, uh, but it, but at the same time, they're, they're in-state guys. You don't want them heading over to Notre Dame. You don't want them going to, to Iowa, to other schools that are, are really heavy into those battles. And um, I, I think you definitely can't lose Ham because he's a difference maker on the defensive line that you don't necessarily have um, all that often come out of the state. The linemen, Bruner, Hinsman, uber important, but you're, you've got a lot of really good depth there. But I think if you could bring those guys in, they both have the potential to play guard, which I think would help you out a lot um, because of how many really good tackles you've brought in. But but I think if you can get four out of the six, you're, you're happy. That's a win. Um, three out of the six, I, I think you're, you're if you're Paul Christ, you're not happy probably at that point. Uh, I think if, if it's Bruner and Ham, that you that you get, I think you're you're feeling okay. Um, but but really, I, I I think Bruner is the guy. Him and Ham, if they can get them, you're happy. If not, um, and, and you miss out on Hinsman, I mean, it's a total loss. Uh, so I think I think four is is you're happy. Three, you're you're kind of licking your wounds a little bit if you're Paul Chris. Yeah, and I like the. I just think it's an interesting conversation with with that group because. It's not only in-state players, but you know, of course, a couple of them being offensive linemen. That's what Wisconsin does so well. It would really kind of be a head scratcher for to, to for some of these guys to to get somewhere else. And that's I think where the interesting part of the conversation lies. If they miss out on them, you know, you're kind of probably sitting there going, "How did that? How did that happen?" You know, Jerry Cross at a tight end position. It uh, makes a little bit more sense, you know, not as much of a you know, running offense at Penn State, so you can kind of get that one. Isaac Ham, I agree completely. You don't see that type of in-state talent on the defensive line come through that often. So in terms of which guys do you, you – I think you want all of them, of course, but 
Um, he's a guy that I think will be really important to land. I just I was really thinking about that, just the number. You, you don't usually see – there's a lot of talented kid, players in the state, but for, for so many of them to be so highly rated is not often the case. You don't see that all that um, often. And just to see where you could possibly land and how many of them you end up with is going to be a win. I mean, part of this, that 2020 group – 2022 group was going to be Braylon Allen. I think that part's, of course, a huge win, and and maybe it's getting overshadowed with um, you know him reclassifying and people kind of not realizing it. But uh, I think you'd feel good uh, with, of course, him and, and a couple other ones. But I would agree that that four mark, I think, would you'd feel really really good about where you're at with them. But three, you'd probably be sitting there going, man, you at least probably lost out on one of an in-state lineman, which for Wisconsin football isn't something you want to do. So I think that's going to be a fascinating storyline to watch as things move forward here. Totally agree. All right. Anything else you want to touch on recruiting-wise? Otherwise, we'll round out this episode of the podcast. I think that does it. Yeah, it's just just buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride here. Yeah. I know right now we're kind of in, uh, in a slow season with no Wisconsin football and no Wisconsin basketball. And and volleyball and hockey all wrapped up, but recruiting football-wise will really start to take off here and, and fill up a lot of time and uh, should be a fascinating thing to watch. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed. I know it's been a while since we've talked about recruiting, but we'll certainly be talking about it more as things continue to ramp up. So stick with us and uh, listen up for future episodes. We'll be back with you later in the week, as always, on Wisconsin. <laughs> Thank you.